Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp still out with the Rona. I expect him back tomorrow. He's feeling much do better. Do you expect him back tomorrow? I, I do. I mean, sure. I could be wrong. Yeah. But I expect him back tomorrow. There's yeah. Scott Robbins. Um, there's always a lot to get to. One of the things we try to do on Monday is try to figure out what was the most insane thing over the weekend. I have one of my picks coming up in just a few. Uh, before we get to that, you remember when they overturned Roe v. Wade? And you had all these attacks on pregnancy centers. Yes. All across the country. Yes. And Fox News was all over it. There were conservative outlets talking about this. It didn't seem to get the attention of legacy media. No. Which was very curious. Well, it doesn't fit the narrative, so no, they're not going to do anything with it. Or very little with it. Correct. Yeah. Well, that's typical right now. That's where we live. And so... There was an attack on the Cincinnati FBI office on Friday, but we're hearing of all of these threats all over the place. That's what we hear about. Sometimes it doesn't feel like you're getting all the receipts. Now, when you were talking about Roe v. Wade being overturned and all the threats there, there were known groups that were actively putting the threats out. I mean, you could just read about it. Mm -hmm. Right now, it seems like we're hearing about a lot of threats to the FBI, but sometimes I wonder, do you have the receipts? Are you offering up the receipts? You know, that's interesting you say that because I thought the same way. I'm watching the news last night, and, of course, the headline this morning on all the major morning show outlets was these threats against the FBI. And I'm like, well, you could. this is so predictable. Now, I, I agree there probably are some, and there are some kooks out there who will do stuff. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand that. But you just knew this was the play. Make it seem like, oh Absolutely. my, Trump's America, these people. That's right. This is why white supremacy is the greatest threat we face. <laughs> you just keep feeding that beast over and over again, yes. We don't show you the receipts on that, just trust us. Right. So, yeah, I was thinking, okay, what is the lead story today? Legacy Media. Today's show? Let's get right to it. We've got a lot to talk about. We're going to start with that new warning issued by the FBI and Department Mm. of Homeland Security saying threats to federal law enforcement have spiked since agencies, those classified documents from Donald Trump's Florida resort. Yeah, the FBI is warning the threats are occurring mostly online and that personal information of possible targets is being revealed, including the home addresses of agents, even the identities of family members. What? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What do they think they are, Supreme Court justices? just going to say that. You read my mind. Yes, of course. This is so predictable. This is so predictable. I knew the minute this happened that there's going to be pushback from the right. They were going to go, hey, wait a minute. What's going on here, right? You're weaponizing the FBI. And then here we go. Part two of the story is going to be Donald Trump is responsible for all these death threats now with the FBI. Yes. Family members. Well, this is coming amid a new bipartisan push to see just what was in those documents, where the investigation right. goes from here, and what was the threat to national mm-hmm. security, if any. Okay. For the very latest, let's go to NBC's senior Washington correspondent, Hallie Jackson. Okay, and so we get into the report. Yeah. Okay, and we're talking about a number of different things with the report. As far as the threats go, we're mostly online, but we're going to get into those. 
And I'll just sprinkle in parts here. Hi, good morning, Hoda and Savannah. Mm. And this morning, you have this new push from lawmakers on both sides of the aisle who want to see what exactly the former president had at Mar-a-Lago, what those documents actually show. Yes, gone over that. What about yeah. these threats? Stepped up security this morning around the country oh. after a new warning about a spike in threats against law enforcement agents and their families. The joint bulletin from the FBI yeah. and Homeland Security warning of more calls for violence against federal law enforcement, government, and judicial officials after that search at former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home last week. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. So are there names of groups these people to come after? Because we knew that with the threats on the pregnancy mm-hmm. centers. Or Supreme Court justices. Yes. Nope. No, not really. That's, that's pretty much it. Take our word for it. Yeah. And again, dude, like you said, Scott, I'm sure there are different things they see online okay sure to me it's how media covers it because with the pregnancy centers you didn't hear anything okay as you said it didn't fit the narrative well it's interesting too because i heard this weekend that included in those documents is colonel sanders secret recipe for chicken (laughs) (laughs) that's that's national security right there it can't be leaked oh buddy okay um also um the Inflation Reduction Act. We heard a little bit about that. Um, ABC's John Carl. Some would say guilty of actually reporting here. Yeah, this is real journalism. Unbelievable. Well, to just say this when we know it's not really going to reduce inflation. No. Did he say the word Orwellian yes. in this? But, but let me ask you, it's, it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. But the Congressional Budget Act uh, Office, which is nonpartisan, said that there would be a negligible impact on inflation this year and barely impact inflation at all uh, next year. I mean, isn't it almost Orwellian? How can you call it Inflation Reduction Act when the nonpartisan experts say it's not going to... So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. No, you don't. You don't appreciate that question at all. Green Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary. Um, whenever they hate a question, they say they appreciate it because it gives them an opportunity to explain. Try to process it, yeah. Okay, so let's see the McGurkin unfold right in front of us. I appreciate that. I appreciate the question. We've actually addressed this, the the CBO. It was the top line number. There's more in there that shows uh, that it will have the money uh, from, remember how we're doing this, too. It's it's making sure that billionaires uh, in corporate America are are paying their fair share, making sure that it's, that the tax code is a little bit more fair and so when you do that when you put it in its totality all right time out a second just asking a question because sometimes my memory's not the best we've been hearing about millionaires billionaires paying their fair share for decades sure has there ever been a time when a politician got up there and say you know one good thing that's going on right now millionaires and billionaires are paying their fair share no because we haven't had enough IRS agents, apparently. Oh, well, See. it seems like it's been the goal forever. Oh, it has been. It's way back. And people buy into it and sometimes elect people. Yeah, make them pay their fair share. But Mm -hmm. yet they never quite get there. It's very interesting. But it always sounds good. You will see that it will will bring down, lower the deficit, which will help fight inflation. Look, here's the thing. We have 126... Lower the deficit? You're spending more money. Yeah, it's unearned capital being pushed into the system. So naturally, inflation will go up. Yes. It's like it going out to. shopping, spending $700, saying, yeah, but I saved 200 Right. It was on sale. 
Like You're I, still spending money. Cash back on my $10,000 I spent with my credit card. Yeah. We have 126 economists, both in the oh, both oh, Republicans, both Democrats, who have said it's going to fight inflation. We have five former uh, secretaries. So you had 51 experts and former people from the CIA and FBI said the, the, the Hunter Biden laptop disinformation from Russia. 70% of those said masks work. <laughs> We don't trust no, these people anymore. Don't. You've blown no. that. Don't you get it? Secretary, so Secretary of the Treasury. Of, well, of there's CBI. more to it. It's just it, it was the way that Republicans did that was so that it could make an argument that is false. It is going to fight inflation. No, it, it is, is not. We, we, it has been proven. It has been said no, it by is economists not. across the board on the on the Republican side no. and the Democrat, on the Democrat so, side. No, these same people. Dude, are still fighting what the word recession means. Did you hear Andrea Mitchell? Oh, geez. Did you hear this? Yes. Okay, so the senator from South Dakota, Mike Rounds, is talking with Andrea Mitchell, NBC, and he's talking about recession. The R word, yes. And says to Andrea Mitchell, hey, you know something about this, Andrea you know, as you know, uh, sharing breakfast with the chair, the former chairman of the uh, of the Federal Reserve. Anytime you've got two quarters in a row, you are in a recession. We want to see us get out of that recession, and most certainly, we want to see gas prices come down. They're still a buck and a half higher than when Joe Biden took office. Okay. Those are not good policies to run on for Democrats. We need to focus on that. Uh, and as we get past that and get into the 2024, I think the Republican will be well positioned. But uh, let's get past the 2022 election first. Okay. What says Andrea? And we're not in a recession yet, but the, we'll wait and see what does happen. And we really want to thank you. It's very good that you came on two, today. Two Senator quarters Rouse. tell you differently than that. Not uh, that. That's out <laughs> of right, date. Thanks. Out of date. Even according to Republican economists. In <laughs> any case, it's out of date. That old term. It's out of date. We've changed the word on that one too. And who are these Republican <laughs> economists you're talking about? I don't, I don't even understand any of this. They always say that. It's, it's a couple yes. of flyers. 126 different economists <laughs> agree. Well, well, name, name. Let me see these people. Let me ask them. Are you insane? Oh, gosh. Um, as far as one of my nominees for most ridiculous things said over the weekend, I mean, to me, this is full-on bedwetting going on. Okay. Because this story goes back to Trump, Mar-a-Lago, any ongoing you know, threats there might be. This is Jonathan Capehart, MSNBC, talking with liberal historian Michael Bachelos. Oh, boy. Are you familiar with these people? No, but I can't wait to hear this. I he, love liberal historians, though. Okay, here's, here's where it starts. Oh, it's always said this is the most important election in our history. Well, it's pretty close to it. And I would say to our friends who are watching us today, vote as if your life depends on it because it might. <laughs> your life depends may on depend on this. Mm -hmm. Okay? Cut to the chase to the end of this where we really go over the top. And, and so finally then, given everything that you just said, and your last answer is truly the most frightening thing um, that, that, that I've heard or we can even contemplate. Are we gonna survive this? I don't know. Are we going to survive this, what's going on right now? Are we gonna survive? Will we be along? I should probably fill in the rest of the blank there, yeah. what preceded it. But you know what's even worse than that? Kevin McCarthy threatened 
the possible right. next speaker of the House, the Republicans win, threatened an attorney general and said, you better lay off, essentially, you better lay off Trump or else there's going to be violence. When have we ever seen that before in American history? And even reports that Trump himself. He never said that. That's exactly not what he said. Keep your stuff in order because we're going to be investigating this. What are you talking about? You're talking about bodily harm as a threat? Tried to send a message to Merrick Garland that unless you give me some kind of immunity, you're going to have a civil war. That's a threat. No one should make it an ex-president of all people. And, and so finally then, given everything that you just said, and your last answer is truly the most frightening thing. Um, <laughs> that, that, that I've Everything's so frightening, the most frightening thing. Of course, it always is. What I, what I would say is, look at America. You know, remember those two moments I mentioned? 1860, we went through a civil war. Here we go. And all this old to. stuff. And then... Well, the hopeful part of this is that America does have resilience, and we do get over moments like this. Let's pray together that we do. Moments like what? From your lips to God's ears. Michael Beschloss, thank you very thank much you. for coming back to the Sunday Loved show. Loved it always. Thank you. Because they're saying, hey, FBI, you're weaponizing. This is yeah. all political. You're going after Donald Trump. You're going after Republicans, anyone that criticizes you, and they perceive it as a threat. Oh, my gosh, they're going to go after it. This could be a civil war. Well, let's just pray we get through this because of all of the Trump people. <laughs> Will we make it through this? I don't know. we got to pray. Don't pray. No, no, no. Go get some depends, man. Jeez. And Biden's not running again. Oh, he is running again. Well, he should. No, he's not. Which is it? We'll get to that much more coming up right here. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp, still out with the Rona. Hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Okay. Um, maybe you remember this. Jerry Nadler, Carolyn Maloney, two of the top Democrats. Oh, yeah. Have both said, well, first they said it in their debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe Biden probably shouldn't run again. <clears throat> probably shouldn't. Well, nobody wants him to run again. Of course not. But then Carolyn Maloney... You know, she felt bad about saying that, okay? Um, and she wanted to clarify, so just a little while back, she was on CNN and just flat out apologized to Biden. Did you ever hear that? No, I have not. Oh, yeah. Alicia, I, Mr. President, I apologize. I want you to run. I happen to think you won't be running, but when you run or if you run, I will be there 100%. You have deserved it. You are a great president, and... Thank you for everything you've done for my state and all the states and all the cities in America. Thank you, Mr. President. Like a hostage video. What was that? Would she blink twice? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. That's a sign. <laughs> yeah. So to me, I see that. I'm like, okay, so she spoke truth. And then uh, the different people said, hey, you can't do that. It's not time yet. Okay, let's get through the midterms first before we say, no, he shouldn't run again. She's probably thinking to herself, hey, I got a seat to win here against the Nads. 
So I'm just trying to do what I can. I got to be honest with people. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, mm-hmm. the conundrum that it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, now she has come out and told the New York Times, sorry, failing New York Times yeah. editorial board, in an interview over the weekend, that Joe's not going to run. She said off the record, he's not running again. Which the Times then responded, not off the record, on the record. On the record, she replied, no, he should not run again. On the record. Correct. Okay. So now he should not run again. Well, they don't want him to run again. They don't want him to run again. No. Who's out there waving that flag right now? Well, nobody can't wait to reelect the president. He's fantastic. I mean, you know, they don't the even line. campaign with the guy. They don't even want to campaign with him. Nobody does. You know what the line is? We're focused right now on the midterms. Oh, I know. Well, of course. Or we're focused on Americans and making sure that whatever they can be able to fill in the blank. Every day, Joe gets up. He's laser focused on the economy. That's what we've heard. Yeah, it's that, it's, well, just whatever is hot topic of the week. Mm-hmm. You know, trans rights, whatever it might be, it's in the news. That He's laser-focused on that. Yeah, Joe Biden and laser-focused cannot belong in the same sentence together. It was baby formula there for a while. Laser-focused, yes. But nothing was getting done. Number one priority, yes. Well, for a while, there, well, it's the year anniversary now of Afghanistan mm-hmm. and the awful withdrawal. Yeah. And the big focus was women's rights. Yeah. Hey, how's that going? The Taliban, they're on the world stage now, and they now they know that people are watching them. And I remember Secretary of State Anthony Blinken being asked about it at the time, you know, as far as protecting Afghan women and their rights. I think it was a big priority at the time, right? Mm-hmm. We will use, I will use every diplomatic, economic, political and assistance tool at my disposal, working closely with allies and partners who feel very much the same way to do everything possible to uphold their basic rights. Everything. Okay. Allies. Yeah. I don't know if you saw over the weekend the Taliban broke up a protest by Afghan women in Kabul. About 40 women marching through the capital demanding rights before the Taliban broke it up, started firing their guns into the air. Apparently, they didn't shoot anybody. That's good. Uh, but, yes, women's rights have been severely restricted since the Taliban takeover. Who would have guessed that? Not me. Not me. Huh? Not me. Uh, the protesters were chanting demands for bread, work, and freedom. Boy, that's a lot. Bread, work, and freedom. <laughs> Asking way too much. Break yeah. this protest up. Pretty much everything necessary for life, yes. Um, Robbins might be right about something. Next. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right, then. The Monthly Day Camp and Robin Show. I'm doing Monthly Gen Extra for Millennials out with the Rona. That's David Van Camp. Hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robin, yep. the sexy boomer. And he might be right about this one. He was the first one that had this take that I heard. I'm giving you credit here. Piers Morgan's on board with your take. Well, I talked to him the other night. The take is this. Uh, the whole FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. certainly works in Biden's favor. Yes. How so? 
Well, because now Trump's like a martyr. His popularity has grown. And where it looked like Ron DeSantis was right there, mm-hmm. as far as competing with Trump for the primary, the Democrat or the Republican Party, now it looks like the party belongs to Trump again. Aha! Yes. Piers Morgan says in the end, it comes down to what is in these boxes. You know, if you're Joe Biden, who would you rather face? Donald Trump, who has all the baggage, who has the January 6th investigation, ranging a number of legal actions, all this stuff now? Or would you rather face a much younger, more dynamic DeSantis who hasn't had the baggage? So in a way, you could see that although it looks like in the short term, this might play out like advantageously for Trump politically, if he doesn't get nailed by what's going on here, actually it could work in Joe Biden's favor in 2024. And you think that's why it happened to begin with. Yeah, because I think he thinks that Trump is such damaged goods that there's no way he would ever be reelected to the office of the presidency. And that if he had to run against Trump, it would be an easier road for him, even though he's a disaster, uh, than Ron DeSantis, who's the fresh face and the young blood and energized. And he would make Joe look 100 years old and out of touch and, uh, of course, have to run on his failed record. So, yeah, I think there's a lot to say for them wanting to infuriate and poke Trump to, into running. Yes. Oh, man. I know so it's more than crazy, anything, but yeah. no, no. I think there's a point to it. You're always trying to figure out, okay, why did this happen? Because right. what they've told us so far doesn't quite make sense. Right. Like many things that have happened in the past. And I know probably the majority belief is they're afraid of Trump because he's going to clean house. If he goes in again. Oh, they're done. Yeah. <laughs> the FBI. Everything. You know, the whole deep state. It'll be gutted. Yes. And so that's why it's almost, uh, in some ways desperate on the left to make sure that trump can't ever run again but to your point conversely though yes i think they feel like he'd be much easier to beat than ron DeSantis. the polling has shown that yeah even you know when you see the different polling that says trump is favored over DeSantis in the primary that if DeSantis were to come out of that primary he would be much more of a heavy favorite over biden or whoever the Democrats are going to run. I would certainly think so. Because I don't think it's going to be Biden. And I don't think it's going to be Kamala. Oh, gosh. If I had to bet today, no. it'd be Newsom. If Golly, I had to bet. But his state is a disaster. <laughs> Does it matter? Wow. He's protected. He's got media. He's got big tech. Yeah. If people are not really watching what's going on, and wow. following, following both sides of news, they wouldn't even know it. Yeah, jeez, man. Wow. So we'll see. So you and Piers Morgan are on the uh, no, thanks, same boat Piers. when it. I appreciate that. when it comes to that. Well, he kicked it around with me when he called. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Well, and you've said this before. I mean, it's it's you know pretty common knowledge. Legacy media is after Ron DeSantis. They don't like him. Oh no, they and they're him. afraid of him too. There's yes. no doubt about it. You know, on MSNBC over the weekend, Ali Veshi, Velshi, Veshi, Ali Veshi, Velshi, whatever. Is there an L in there? Is it Velshi or Veshi? I thought it was Veshi, but I could be wrong. Could be Velshi. Uh, I'm seeing here in this story, it's Velshi. Let's just say Ali V. So Ali V <laughs> is talking about uh, Florida's awful, just terrible. Why? 
because they're not giving gender-affirming care to minors. That's why he thinks Florida's... It's awful. <laughs> okay. Awful. All right, that's a winning message. Do you yeah. want to hear part of this take? Sure. Go ahead. Since Governor Ron DeSantis took office, few states have been more hostile toward LGBTQ plus community. Okay, more hostile. What does that mean? I I, I'm sure he's going to lay it out, right? Yeah. Okay. Than Florida. And soon it'll become more difficult for some transgender residents of all ages to receive gender-affirming care in the state. Hmm. In, in that particular state. Beginning August 21st, trans Floridians will no longer be able to use Medicaid to pay for treatment for gender dysphoria, a condition that refers to the psychological distress that some people experience because their biological sex doesn't align with their gender identity. It's the only dysphoria treated the way it's treated, by the way. Yes. <laughs> So it's awful, the Medicaid thing. In making this change, Florida asserts that treatments like hormone replacement therapy and puberty blockers aren't, quote, a medical necessity, even though the American Medical Association has endorsed those treatments for years. By the way, what is he not telling you? What about Europe? They've done a 180 because, oh, my gosh, we realize we're doing far more damage than we are helping people. By a long shot, we've got to turn this thing around now. Nope. Doesn't mention that. As part of standard medical care. No. That's where, that's where people don't trust these institutions anymore. Okay? When you have that group saying, this is the best thing you can do, it's gender-affirming care for a 12 and 13-year-old. No. Where, where are the facts to back that up? You don't have them. This is the culmination of a months-long effort to deny transgender individuals, including trans minors, treatment that they want and deserve. Back in June, a state released, the state released a report which falsely stated that gender-affirming care was ineffective and under-researched. It is under-researched. Which it is, yeah, because it's a... That's why so many other countries, again, are doing a 180, because more and more research is coming in. Right. We knew before, gender dysphoria, 85%. By the time they're 18, they're over it. They're still the same sex. You know, we, we as Americans really, our, one, our duty is this. We protect the elderly, we protect children, and yep. we protect animals. Those are the three things that we protect right there. They can't, mm -hmm. they can't defend themselves or protect themselves, so we have to do this for them until they get to the age where they can sign off on things, whether that's 18, 21, whatever. Whatever we decide it is, right? Same thing with the elderly. You we can't abuse them. You can't take advantage of them because they, they clearly are, are in a weakened condition in their life. They're in the fourth quarter or whatever. Mm -hmm. Animals can't protect themselves, so they need laws to, for people to not abuse them and take. This is what this is. We're not saying if you want gender affirming surgery when you're 23 years old, who am I to stand in your way? Go ahead. Go right ahead. I don't want to pay for it. No. But go right ahead. But when you're talking 12, 13 year old kids, no. I got to draw the line there. Of course not. Correct. That's why that's why we have NC seventeen. That's why we have eighteen plus. That's why we have twenty one plus. Because you're not of the right place in your life to make those decisions. You're twelve. Okay, puberty blockers fine. But seeing that PG thirteen without a, can't without do a guardian, it. are you right. kidding me? No, you can't all right, you can't go to already move to your seventeen. Of course. What is going on? <laughs> why are you yelling? Because it frustrates me because we see we see this prism and we all agree that there are there are certain ages <laughs> that this is appropriate for. 
It's not, it's, and that's our duty to protect those who can't protect themselves because they think they want to be something because the counterculture or whatever is telling them to do it. Yes, it's a social contagion. It is. It just. So when this dude says. The gender affirming care was ineffective and under researched. That's true. That is true because Look it's still. Look at the research, Ali. It's, it's, it's still fairly uncommon i mean it's new into our world right that this is happening at a high level it's going to take years to figure out it moving on some we've already figured out but moving on as to whether or not there's regret there's always regret i mean again if we got to choose what we were going to do and be at 12 i mean i'd be a cowboy right now a poor one but i'd be one i don't know if you even would have been a poor one oh i could they'd have kicked you out pretty good i'd rope and Run calves, I, whatever. But I mean, you know what I mean. You, you know what I'm saying. Rope. I could learn. I don't At know. 12 years old, put me on a horse. Let's go. <laughs> Here's the rest of what he okay. said. A team of scientists and a law professor at Yale University subsequently criticized that report for relying on pseudoscience and making misleading claims. And this is the only the latest action taken by the state that discriminates against members of the LGBT what? community. Late, late last month, a new law that critics call the Don't Say oh, Gay please. Bill took effect, which Stop. restricts what educators can teach or say in the classroom about sexual identity and gender diversity. What is it with you people I don't and the know. fascination with trying to get to the kids at a young age with this crap? I Check don't know, yourself. Man. Gosh, dang, man. He keeps repeating that don't say gay law, too. Oh, of course. You know, over and over again. doesn't say it anywhere in there. It wasn't true. No. You know, earlier I was talking about uh, how the Taliban broke up the protests by Afghan women. doesn't happen very often, but there were like 40 women in Kabul because we're at the year anniversary of the Taliban taking over uh-huh. Afghanistan. Um, you know, it is a sad story all the way around. Because, you know, we had, I played the clip of our Secretary of State talking about, well, it's in our allies. We're very dedicated to making sure the rights of Afghan women are protected. No, we didn't. Not at all. And one of the things they were chanting, I mentioned, that protest was bread, work, and freedom. And carrying a banner that read, August 15 is a black day. Referencing when Taliban took over. Took over. So one of the protesters talked to the BBC saying, you know, they, they broke this up. You know, how, how was it for you? And she said, well, they didn't beat us much this time. Gosh. Like, oh, my gosh. Wow, man. They acted differently than earlier protests when we were beaten. You know, they fired shots in the air. Um, you know, we're just afraid to come out and, and advocate for the rights of girls. And I was thinking to myself, remember when we talked about at the time, there were different women around the United States talking about how oppressed they were mm-hmm. here in the U.S., you know, compared to Afghanistan. And it was campus reform. They went out talking just to girls on campus about the United States. Do you think it's oppressive to women? And in light of this news, I thought it was worth hearing this again because it's pretty interesting. Yes, I would say so. Yes. I've quit so many jobs because of the way I was treated at work. Definitely. I think that there's a lot of like institutional factors that play into that. There's still a lot of traditional, I guess you could say, like perspectives on like what a woman should do and what a woman shouldn't do. Yeah, there are definitely some unfair treatment in some aspects. Would you say that women are oppressed here? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's primarily, of course, there's the intersection of not just being a woman, but also being a woman of color or a poor woman or an immigrant. Yeah, I mean, there are things that make it just, there are things that make it hard. Okay. So after all that, the lady from Campus Reform talks about what life is like for women in Afghanistan. And then asking again, do you still feel like you're, uh, you know, oppressed? That maybe they have it worse, mm -hmm. you know? Ooh, see, I feel like both both parties are oppressed. I don't want to say one has it worse than the other, but you, it is what? So you wouldn't you wouldn't say that being beaten and killed is worse than maybe just having a lower wage? No, no, no. That's why I'm like, ooh, I feel so because it's like yeah, the both forms of oppression. Do you think we have it pretty good here? Mm. Mm. Ooh, but that feels like that contradicts what I say about. Yeah, it does. But it's the truth, though. That's a good question. Because you're not, you, you have a very fair point. We do have it better here than we do in Afghanistan. In general. <laughs> in general. <laughs> yeah. I knew that would drive you out of your mind, Robin. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they're both oppressed. Really? Yeah. Did the Afghans know the world is watching? <laughs> you think they care? <laughs> I'm just, I'm asking. Oh, my goodness. Um,. I think you'll like this. Elizabeth Warren was really mocked over the weekend in the most hilarious San way. San Antonio's news, traffic, right and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hey, this is Sean Ryan. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Jamie Marshall, David Van Camp out with the Rona. There's Scott Robbins. A lot of times on Monday, we'll talk about the most ridiculous things said over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Also, going to throw out one one of the funniest things said over the weekend. I thought you were joking the other day, Scott, when you brought up the story of Elizabeth Warren, and it's claimed in a new book that she said after her third place finish in the 2020 Iowa caucus that she had said, Everyone comes up to me and says, I would vote for you if you had a penis. Yes, yes. Okay. We just reached in this. There's like a bag of excuses. You just pull one out and read the paper on it. Oh, it's because uh, I'm not very smart. Nope. It's because uh, I didn't run a good campaign. Nope. It's because I don't have a penis. That's the one. Go with it. <laughs> you know who's talking about that over the weekend? Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz uh, was in Nevada um, talking to a group of people. This is what he had to say about that. Elizabeth Warren told reporters that a guy came up to her and said, I would have voted for you if only you had a penis. Oh. <laughs> now let me say two things about that. Number one, that story is a lie. <laughs> yes, I love the laughter too for the people from just telling the story. Yeah. Number one, that's a lie. Yes, I think so, Ted. Produce this fictional person because this human being does not exist. That is not even one one thousandth and twenty fourth truth. <laughs> but number two, in today's Democrat Party, how do we know she doesn't? There you go. There you go. I knew that was coming. <laughs> how do we know she doesn't? Yeah, well, yeah, and if she doesn't, uh, how do I know she's isn't scheduled to get one next week? <laughs> I mean, you know. 
Well, maybe it's part of a blood test, like it was for the whole Cherokee thing. Because she said she had Cherokee blood in that DNA test. What was it? Between 164th and 1 of 1,024th Native American? In other words, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's one of the funniest things I've heard in a long time. Um, Mentioned this just shortly earlier, that if... You put forth a lot of mental energy towards something. You got to take a test. You just got to grind for a while and you feel like you're tired. Science has proven that thinking hard makes people feel tired. Mm. This was researchers in France. They have found that when a brain performs intense cognitive work, typically for a few hours or longer, potentially toxic byproducts build up in the prefrontal cortex, causes cognitive fatigue. Wow. Sort of like poisoning your brain. And then it it actually makes you want to, eh, just something quick and satisfying. I don't want to exercise. I just want some bad food or something else. (laughs) Why do you think we sound like we do by the time we get to Thursday? San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp, still out with the Rona. Expect him back tomorrow. He's feeling better. There's Scott Robbins. So we're seeing the ongoing story. The FBI seizing privileged Trump records. Went to Mar-a-Lago. Got these documents. And, you know, Trump's people are saying, hey, he could declassify anything he wanted at any time. And you have people on the left and legacy media saying, we're talking about nuclear stuff. Okay, he had this. He could have shared that with Russia. Nice lady asked me last night, do people just stay awake at night and think of this stuff? That he somehow gave that to Putin? That's an interesting take. Yeah, I wonder. You know, I I want to see. I'm so weird, but here's what I think. Were the boxes labeled? I mean, you you know, when you move, you label your boxes so they end up in the right rooms? Yes. Were they labeled? Like Russian secrets well, on top of When it. they went through this stuff back in June. Yeah. And they had said, hey, you're going to need a better lock for that. Okay, put a better lock on it. So he did, right? Yes. Yeah. And, well, that was part of the whole Today Show report today. I don't know if you heard the entire thing, um, but if you pick up that report, you know, say somewhere in the middle, you will hear the different parts where they talk about this is something that had been talked about a lot, that the president was just sort of willy-nilly talking about Trump with, you know, important documents, and, and this is all part of it. Of course, a bigger part of that story, what the Today Show wanted to get across, was there are so many threats right now to the FBI. Oh, Dark oh, times you, in America. I, dude, I, I, when I, that was the first story out of the gate this morning. Yes. First story was the threats to the FBI. And so after you follow this for a while, and it sounds cynical, and I know to some people it sounds like you're a tinfoil hat person, but you watch it play out and you're like, yeah, they're trying to 
capture a narrative right now that Trump supporters are the ones that are the biggest threat to safety in America. That's pretty much well, the narrative they're going that. after. Yeah. And and it goes along with the sort of what the biggest threat we face is white supremacy. supremacy. That's what you hear from the Department of Homeland Security. That's what you heard and from, from Joe Biden. In the Department <laughs> yeah. of Justice. And this yeah. is what we're told, but never any receipts on that. Who are we talking about? So if you pick up part of this report this morning, here's how it goes. On the House Intelligence Committee, downplaying concern. We don't know what they are. We don't know if they rise to the level of being a national security threat. Now, new fallout after a report in the New York Times that a Trump attorney told the government in June that all material marked as classified at the former president's estate had been returned. The paper citing four people with knowledge of that document. NBC News has not reviewed it. A Trump spokesperson blasting what they describe as suggestive leaks and no hard facts. And while Mr. Trump's team told Fox News he'd had a standing order to declassify anything taken from the Oval Office to the White House residence. I think that claim is uh, almost certainly a lie. His former national security advisor tells NBC News he doesn't believe that's the case. Okay. So right now, if you voted for Trump and you've watched what's happened to him over the last five and six years, are you believing what authorities are saying right now? No. Or legacy media? No. And why would that be? I have no reason to. They've shown me time and time again they, they fabricate things, they make things up. Correct. Uh, and, and they go with it. I mean, is it true? I don't know if it's true or not. And if it is, I mean, I'm not going to be one of these guys who go, absolutely, there's nothing there, because I don't know. Neither do you. Neither does anybody else. That's just it. We don't know. We don't know anything. But after, you know, if there is something there, then, you know, again, I didn't say anything definite about what is or what isn't, but we don't know anything. And if there was something, wouldn't that be like the lead story? I mean, immediately so they could turn the tide on anybody who went, wait a minute, this is nothing. This is a witch hunt. Well, and if it was really something to do with yeah, nuclear security. Weapons. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, my gosh. It could be end times. You're yeah. just now getting around to this. Right. You, you've known it for how long now? Yeah. But here we go, and we'll just ride this out a little. It would have to be documented what they were, each document, so mm -hmm. that people would know what had been declassified. And I know of no logistical train, no paper train at all, that, that says what's declassified and what's not. Oh. Okay. Well, Hallie, this has raised some questions and more scrutiny over how the former president handled sensitive and classified information throughout his time in the White yeah. House. What are you learning? John Bolton, who you just heard from there, described Mr. Trump as careless. <laughs> okay. Remember, there was nothing about Obama and everything that he took with him to his home in Chicago after he left the White House. Nothing. No, well, that, that, see, that's different. It's almost implied from legacy media because he was, he was on our team. He's one of the good guys. Trump, bad guy. It, it just goes well, any, on and on. Any former president, have they kicked down the door of the office of any former president that you're aware of? No, that's just it. None. No. I mean, this is like a first thing, right? So you're going to have to get people to understand why it was so important to... And you... It really wasn't a raid. Why you raided the home. Yeah. Okay? To most people in America, that was a raid. Okay? Yeah. So did it really rise to that level? You're going to have to prove that. You're going to have to have the receipts. We don't have them. Keep following that. I hope, there, I hope there's like a, a, a photo album full of Loch Ness monster pictures and... <laughs> All the, you know, it's secret. But Trump is just goofing on him. Yeah, he's yeah, just pictures. 
Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Abominable snowman is in there. Um, you know the left all about uh, equality, uh, equity, equity, Equ- equity. Yes. Okay. Um, I didn't know this had happened. I just saw this story yesterday in Minneapolis. Okay, so back in March, uh, they had a teacher strike, and the two sides drew up and ratified a new collective bargaining agreement, various proposals. So I see this headline now. Minneapolis Teachers Union contract calls for layoffs of white teachers first. Well, you know. Are you surprised by this? Of course not. You're not? No. Shouldn't you be, though? Huh? Shouldn't you be? Isn't that well, racist? Well, no, of course I should be, but you asked me if I was. No, I'm not. This is coming from the city that defunded the police. Yes. I mean, you know, this, the, the knuckleheads who were running that city, yeah, they're responsible for this. A lot of friends in Minnesota oh and around Minneapolis, and it's disgusting what's happened I to got that a guy town. that you and I worked with years ago that's uh, helping run a radio station group in Minneapolis, and it's it's insanity. He tells me all the time. Oh, my gosh. It used to be on seniority. Yeah, I know. Well, and I mean, I can remember griping and moaning, saying, well, seniority, yeah, but sometimes your worst teachers are just hanging on. Right, because they can't get another job anywhere else, yeah. But now it's, well, not so much seniority, but we have Color to have, skin. absolutely. Isn't that racism, in effect? I mean, well, they're underrepresented. Jeez. So they have to stay, those people. Yeah. Why do you got to go? Yeah. That's just part of it. Well, that's, hey, man, that's what you get. Uh, by the way, I wanted to bring this up because you had mentioned this. A week ago when you got back from your vacation, you're at the ballpark in Kansas City, and you're like, no cash. They don't take cash. They don't take cash. You can't You can't buy a corn dog you, with cash. Can't do it. Your cash is no good here, sir. It okay. doesn't work. And you can see where this has been going for a while. Yeah. But it's the first time I'd ever experienced it. But it... <laughs> It went into another gear this last week, and you're at the grocery store? I'm there yesterday. I'm at the grocery store. I probably have, oh, $100 or more of groceries, some yeah. fresh meats and things that are in my little grocery cart. Yeah. And I'm at the self-checkout. Okay. So you're not alone. Someone's helping you. Of course. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. No, she was like, hey, can we use I, I don't know. Yes. So she did it. She was scanning it and put the cart in, and it just started spinning the machine. Like yeah. the little air thing going, and then it just went black. It went black everywhere. The entire store, there was like 20 checkout lanes. Done. Hold on a second. Was it your card that started it? Uh, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think mine imploded. Okay, but the whole system but the got whole shut down? the whole system went down. So people are standing there. I mean, it's deep. Their lines are deep, right? Because it's Sunday. It's a busy day. Yeah. And they make the announcement back and forth, like, if you have cash, we can take it. We can, I mean, we can check you out with cash, but we can't use cards. Nobody had cash. <laughs> Nobody had uh, Seriously. People are, like, pissed because they don't, you know, like, what? Like, well, we don't, and we'd have no idea when they're going to bring them back up. We have so no idea. If you had to guess how many people are there with carts ready to check out. A hundred. A hundred people? There was probably at least seven or eight lines open, probably five, 10 to 15 in every line. Oh, my Even goodness. the self was, like, backed up. Holy! I mean, there were a lot of people. It was a big day. It's a big shopping day, I guess. Sunday afternoons, particularly with no football or anything on any distractions. Okay, so, so you're all. So you weren't in line. You had been in line for a while to get to the self checkout. Self checkout. And then get to the self checkout, and boom, it's done. And you broke the whole thing. I, well, I'll. 
I'd like to think I have so much money in there that it just it didn't recognize it all. But no, I don't know. Maybe they, it's because you owe the IRS so much. Well, it could be. Maybe they shut. Well, they just shut me down. They wouldn't shut them down. That's they, they, true. They didn't yeah. do anything to earn that. Holy smokes! No, but I mean, there, there was like this. The, everything shut down. And all these people are in line, and the thing is, they had an ATM. I said, "Well, can I get to your ATM? I'll just get the cash out." Right. Right. ATM's down. Oh. I mean, everything's down. Do people just leave their carts there? Yeah. What are you going to do? I had like. <laughs> 30, 40 items in there. I'm going to take everything back and put it. I mean, no. And it, Did you know, everybody I'm, do that? Or did some people start putting their items back? Well, it depends back. on how much items they had. If they had like Got seven it. or eight items, yeah. But if they had a carload of stuff, no, they just left. Wow. I mean, what are you going to do? So, I mean, I'm not even, I'm, I'm not mad at the people that work there. It wasn't their fault. Right. You know, I mean, they're taking the wrath, the oh brunt of it, like they normally do in that business. But, I mean, it was it was brutal, man. But I thought to myself, how vulnerable are we? Yeah, to this start, sort of thing, you start to think those things. I mean, you don't have access to your money. Are people going to start throwing their money under, you know, stuffing it underneath their mattress? <laughs> I mean, seriously. You know, and you start Possible. because I never ever take cash with me anywhere. Right. I mean, I had like eighty dollars Saturday night because I knew I needed cash. Right. I had like ten dollars left, and I know I had at least a hundred dollars worth of groceries, at least. Wow. So you spent seventy the other night. Nice. I want to hear about that later. Well, Something else, man, on the groceries thing. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this thing online. There are cashiers that judge people for buying different things. No, really? You ever heard this? No. It, they went down the list of things that if you buy it, cashiers judge you for it. It's 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 somewhat comical. I kind of do that, too, with people in front of me. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got to get into that. Then. There's also a uh, growing backlash. Celebrities that use private jets that say, we got to go green. Yes, there should be a backlash. Get to that and a news update straight ahead. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Trey Ware. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp still out with the Rona. Feeling better and hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you heard this. Uh, Trump sent a message to Merrick Garland, Attorney General. Did you hear about this? No. Okay. I don't know. If I well, yeah, I have. <laughs> now that you mention it, yes. The report said that one Trump thing, yeah. said, "Well, the country is on fire. What can I do to reduce the heat?" Do you think he did that? Do you think he sent that? I don't know. It sounds like it because so, he did another interview. And well, I'll just I'll just read from you the Fox story, saying he has done his first interview since the raid, and he told Fox News Digital, "People are so angry at what's taking place." Whatever we can do to help, because the temperature has to be brought down in the country. If it isn't, terrible things are going to happen. Mm -hmm. He talked about years of fake witch hunts and phony Russia, Russia, Russia schemes and scams. Saying nothing happens to those people who perpetuate that. Nothing happens with them. He said, And then they break into a president's house, a sneak attack where it was totally no one ever thought a thing like this would happen. And then... Media will push back and say, oh, they had the warrants and blah, right. blah, blah. Right. Okay. So he did say that he told the Department of Justice he would do whatever he could to help. Uh, I don't think they've responded to his offer to help. 
He said, if there's anything we can do to help, I and my people would certainly be willing to do that. The country is in a very dangerous position. There is tremendous anger, like I've never seen before, over all the scams and this new one. Years of scams and witch hunts and now this. That I think they would want the same thing. I've never seen anything like this. Again, a very dangerous time for our country. I'll do whatever I can to help the country. I mean, I'll throw this out there. My first gut is, okay, Trump is thinking, all right, for any of those people that have voted for me before and got scared by January 6th that I want to overthrow, listen, I don't, I don't want anarchy. I don't want a civil war. I just want America to be great. So this is the message I have. If there's anything I can do to bring this down, that certainly goes against legacy media and the left's narrative about Trump. Mm -hmm. So it seems like a smart move. What bad comes from him saying that? There's only positive. Well, yeah. Um, I just, when I read the quote, though, I'm like, did he say that? I mean, that seems so out of character. I think that's the whole point. I mean, golly. He just confirmed that he did. Yeah, well. Good for him. I mean, I guess you don't like it. I don't know. I you don't. I can tell why. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't think it matters in the long run because nobody will take him up on it, and everybody thinks he's lying, and and nobody thinks he's serious when he says stuff like that. That he just wants to stir it up even more. But there's so, nothing. I mean, what, bad what did he can... gain by this? I guess. Even if you gain nothing, you certainly lost nothing. Uh, I, suppose. I suppose. So what you want him to say is, we need to turn the heat up. Yeah. We need anarchy. I don't know about anarchy is probably not the right word or civil war, but I mean, yeah, turn the heat up, yes. That's what you want to hear him say? Keep pounding away at the fact that why him and why not Hillary and why not Hunter Biden? Well, I think he's still going to do that. I mean. Listen, dude, as he's saying years of witch hunts and everything else. Merrick Garland's a bad bad guy. Um, I don't disagree with that at all. say that out loud and they'll probably be kicking my door down, taking my cats. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, I mentioned when you were talking about uh, the grocery store where you're at where, you know, the whole system shuts down. Yeah. No credit cards, no debit nothing. card. You can't take nothing. No. And I mentioned there's this thing going around online where cashiers are talking about what they judge people for buying. Oh, yeah. And a few of the things that were said, apparently, parents who are buying booze and cigarettes but then scream at their kids to put bottles of juice or candy back. Right. <laughs> yeah. People that blow through a ton of money buying lottery tickets. Oh, on that. Okay, one thing here, real quick. Yeah. They know the names of the games. And you're what? behind them in line. Yeah. I need $3 on uh, bowling for win, <laughs> uh, $16 on Coyote Ugly, uh, $27 on... It's like, what is going on here? Well, they want their tickets. I need my 3-2-1 win. I'll take that one for 20 this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, outside of that, what's the biggest story of the day today? Outside of, oh boy. Your lottery ticket um, take. Well, I guess you could say it's probably the uh, the threats to the FBI, alleged threats to the FBI. So you're agreeing with the Today Show. Well, that I mean, is I, the number one story. But that's the story people are talking about, yes. Do you think a lot of people believe I, it's to I, the extent that they're saying that it is? I don't know, but it led every single morning show today. 
see, this is where you really see the divide in the country oh, yeah, yeah. because you get, it seems like well it's forty percent. I think, well, it's true. Another 40% are like, come on, you know that's bogus. 20% are, I don't know. They don't, they don't pay attention. Okay. Another news update talking about a teacher shortage across the country. Next. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, still with the Rona, but hopefully back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, talking about Trump, the FBI, all that stuff going on. Yes, sir. Back to school time of year. It's also happening. I can't believe that. I saw the buses this morning. Yeah, it happens, man. It's so weird. It's Middle just, of it, August. It's man, what it's just like, wow, where did the summer go? Unions are complaining of a dire teacher shortage. That's what I hear. Everywhere, by the way. Yes. Yeah, everywhere. So this particular story at Daily Wire. Um, you know what they're pushing for, the unions? What's that? Some more funding. Well, well <laughs> throw money at the problems. It all goes away. So they talk about a recent interview with ABC, the National Education Association president, Rebecca Pringle, said, you know, the U.S. is lacking about 300,000 teachers and sports staff. Holy smokes. Uh, It's a crisis in the number of students who are going into the teaching profession and the number of teachers who are leaving it. And 55% of teachers reportedly considering exiting the profession earlier than they had expected. Are they given a reason for that? A lot of different reasons. Yeah. I mean, is it unruly students or the uh, curriculum ju- they're being forced to teach? Or? It depends on the school district and the area. Mm-hmm. I've heard both of those reasons. Could be a lot of different things. Um, but, you know, some people just retired from teaching because of COVID. So they were afraid they were going to get sick. And it's like, I'm not going back, so I'm just going to retire. Mm-hmm. So you lost people there. And... So you have all these different reasons. I know a number of teachers that have just quit. And it's interesting whenever we talk about schools and public school, I feel like there's, you know, a couple of different situations we're talking about instead of just broad brushing every public school. There are a lot of public schools that families are very happy with. Parents are happy with. They like the curriculum. They like the teachers. They think they do a great job. And, of course, we know a lot of different school districts that, just say it, went woke with the curriculum or they just don't perform either way and people are fed up with those situations. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about, and it's been well documented, a lot of parents found out what was actually being taught to their kids after the pandemic when you were doing remote learning. Right. Like, you're being taught what? Yeah. Is this really true? Mm Mm-hmm. And then word started to grow that, hey, watch out. I never dreamed that critical race theory would be taught in my kid's school district. And I just found out it is. And you'd be surprised how many people found that out. Not to mention the whole trans issue going all the way down to kindergarten to second and third grade that's been talked about a lot over the last few months. And so they're asking for more funding. 
American Federation of Teachers President Randy Weingart. She's a peach. Uh, pointed to inadequate support and resources and subpar compensation when talking about you know the teacher shortage. Well, look in the mirror. Right. You talk about administrative costs and how much money you're raking in and another raise. Oh, we just can't find the teachers. So in this story, it talks about you know all these claims of poor funding. There is by no means a lack of taxpayer dollars flowing toward government schools. From the National Center for Education Statistics, indicated that the inflation-adjusted yearly expenditure per American pupil rose from, what, $4,000 in 1960 to $15,424 in 2017, 280% increase. Another study from the Department of Education revealed that schools increased the number of non-teaching staff by 702%. See, that's the thing, right? I mean, administrative costs. What is going on? You see that in colleges, too. It's insane. I mean, they've created these administrative posts, too. It's been several over the last, you know, 10 years anyway. Yes. From this study, the state of Virginia, for example, would have had an extra $29,000 to spend per teacher if it had limited the growth of administrators and other non-teaching staff. Absolutely. So then they talked to the CEO of the homeschool curriculum provider, um, mostly for Christian kids, Classical Conversations talking about bloating funding as the United States remains in a very mediocre position on many international education metrics. And the statement he said is something <laughs> sounds like it came out of the show because it's always these sports analogies. Mm-hmm. So as you know, if the Yankees, who routinely have the highest payroll in Major League Baseball, miss the playoffs almost 100% of the time, the front office would be fired. Not given more money. Given our current government education system, a group of individuals who can't even properly identify man versus woman, more money's not the solution to providing our children a better education. No. And that's the truth. But that's the first place and last place they look. That's all they talk about. Yes. Is throwing more money at it. And also, he just says, and teacher unions have helped create this broken system. Decades of legislative reform that are designed to give themselves power rather than empowering families to give their children a great education. They support the legislation that puts unneeded and unnecessary licensing burdens on new teachers, keeping qualified individuals out of the profession due to being improperly credentialed. It's a mess, man. It's a mess all the way around. Well, and pretty much every school district on the planet has a diversity and inclusion department. Almost. Currently not all. being staffed by you know, right. decent paid people. Yeah. But, I mean, there, there are plenty that are, are staying out of the way of that stuff. Yeah. Because they know it'll be their job. Remember how, now, again, I mean, I'm older than you are, but I re- clearly remember a time when people were coming out of college with teaching degrees and competing like crazy to get that first gig or second gig or whatever. Absolutely. I mean, the competition was ferocious. Yes. And the best and the brightest got, got into these jobs. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... And now we have 300,000 that are unfilled. Yes. But that's true of a lot of different professions, not just teaching, but holy smokes. Yeah. Well, for a lot of teachers, they do it for a year, and they're like, ah, this isn't for me. I don't want to do this anymore. It, it, there's a lot of things against them. Um, thought you might find some interest in this story. The Pfizer CEO. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Albert Borla. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
uh, announced today he's tested positive for COVID. That's right. Four shots later. <laughs> you want the statement? Sure. Said, uh, I would like to let you know that I've okay, tested positive. Hang on, hang positive. on, hang on. Before you do that, let me just, look, can I just complete the statement? If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But sure. he's going to say, had it not been for these shots, my outcome wouldn't have been as good as it is. Is there something something in that speech about that? Mm, let's see. I'll be disappointed if there isn't. Uh, Maybe a hint. Okay, all right. I'll give you the statement. Okay. Uh, I'm thankful to have received four doses. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yes. I'm feeling well while experiencing very mild symptoms. There you go. I am isolating and have started a course of Paxlovid. Mm-hmm. And I know that's also Pfizer's. It's like, so you want that rebound, buddy? Right. You sure you want that? Right. Okay, just checking. He got a, he got a nice Pfizer T-shirt mm-hmm. after four shots in Paxlovid. <laughs> he said, we have come so far in our efforts to battle this disease, and I am confident I will have a speedy recovery. I am incredibly grateful for the tireless efforts of my Pfizer colleagues who work to make vaccines and treatments available for me and people around the world. Wow. You know, if I can go into the Wayback Machine when they were talking about the fourth dose, mm-hmm. remember after, you know, yeah. you, you get it, and then you're going to be protected. Well, it might be a booster. Right. And then, well, they, people are still getting it, and they got boosted, and yes. you were one of them, and you yes. griped a lot on the show about yes. it. Yes. And then they were talking about a fourth one. Yes. And I remember when they started talking about that, and they had the Pfizer CEO on, talking about some of the early research on that fourth one, because that would help you... You know, the third one's great for keeping you out of the hospital Mm -hmm. and keeping you from dying. That fourth one, though, can give you the protection from just getting it. That was part of it, right? Well, sure it was. Just like the first one was to reduce it by like 60%. Mm -hmm. And that second one, well, you can walk into a wall of it and not get it. So how did that go again with the fourth one with this Pfizer CEO? So you've seen some of that data on on a fourth dose. A second booster shot. Mm-hmm. You think it will be necessary? It is necessary a fourth boost right now. The, the protection that we're getting from the third, it is uh, good enough, actually quite good for hospitalizations and deaths. It's not that good against infections, but doesn't last very long. Mm-hmm. But we are just submitting those data to the FDA, and then mm-hmm. we'll see what the experts also will say outside Pfizer. Dizzy. Yeah, how would you like your crow served? <laughs> While you're munching down on it. That's garbage. I saw the same thing. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Here we go. Well, He's and again, four thankful. Shot. Take four shots. Thankful. And the Paxlovid with well, it. Well, it could have been. All of our stuff. I mean, I know we're making billions of dollars. Right. For, for that Trust. fourth shot, uh, who knows my, what my outcome would have been. Yes. Jeez, guys. A little backlash towards some celebrities for their private jet use. Oh, yeah. You're killing the planet, people. Yeah, these are the green weenie people who... Fly on their private jets around the world, yes. Yes. Taylor Swift, one of them. Um, I guess there's all sorts of memes out on Taylor Swift about needlessly flying private. You know, sometimes they say, oh, it's to get Starbucks or whatever oh, it is. <laughs> like Elvis with a peanut butter banana sandwich. <laughs> Gas up the jet and off he'd go. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Not dating yourself at all. Then. No, but I rem- don't you remember that story? Oh, yeah, of course. Like TCB, they, they gas that baby up and help us to jump on board. They go to Memphis to get or wherever to get the peanut butter banana sandwich. Come back. Yeah.
Well, Taylor Swift. That's people, just like money. You're just like, who cares? Just I got so much money, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, but Taylor Swift people said, hey, her jet is loaned out regularly to other individuals. To attribute most or all these trips to her is blatantly incorrect. Hallie Jenner also uh, being criticized, uh, declined to comment through a representative. Yeah, I guess, and I don't follow this stuff. It's just funny to me. Um, yeah, this was a Wall Street Journal story. Kylie Jenner shared a photo to Instagram of her and rapper Travis Scott. Yeah. Because he's dad of her, is it kid or kids? Whichever. Knows. They're private jets um, saying, you want to take mine or take yours? This display of excessive wealth and environmental indifference. And so fans are saying, eat the rich, tax the rich. Girl, what am I recycling for if you're doing this? You're killing us. Tell you what, I'd want that jet hose down before I got in it with those two. <laughs> Who knows what's under See, the seat? I just wanted to... Yikes. Just bringing up as far as the, just the hypocrisy. Oh, yeah. Now you put a different picture in everybody's <laughs> mind, and thank you for that. All right, news update straight ahead. You'll want to hear it. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out with the Ronan. There's Scott Robbins. Yes, sir. No Van Camp said this a few months ago answer to everything right now yeah buy an electric car well yeah it solves is. everything yep well i was thinking of him when i saw this headline biden's inflation bill made seven thousand five hundred dollar electric vehicle tax credits You've probably seen that <laughs> by when you get this tax credit right there's a lot that are not even eligible of electric vehicles no. it's sort of maddening uh, but as far as the headline goes, Ford and General Motors just raised their prices by the same amount on some vehicles. Electric vehicles. Yes. Yes. So that $7,500 tax credit, well, has gone to inflation because they just raised the prices of the cars. See, this is how this is going to work out lovely, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> it's all working out. <laughs> Golly. Oh, my gosh. We don't have the infrastructure. We've gone over this I don't know how many times, but they're going to keep just rolling into that. That's yeah, the old phrase, car before horse, right? I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just, it's mind-numbing that we're going to spend another gazillion dollars on this. You know, and the thing about it is, things that have to be sold over and over and over again, and you have to be beat over the head with, that you have to have it, got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. Mm. After a while, the sales pitch falls flat because if it was so great, everybody would want it. That's how Americans are, right? I yes. mean, if there's something that's so fantastic and, and you hear about it and you're convinced that, uh, that this is the thing to have, you would just get it. You would find a way to get it. Well, the other thing is, if that many people actually do buy electric vehicles, right. there's not enough energy to power them. you got to see my electric bill. Yes. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, it... it None of this makes any sense. Well, I mean, yours is probably worse than most because you really like the air. I do like it cold. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'll say that. How do you know? You've been to my place one time. Was it cold? 
been there more than once. Yeah, it's it's usually it's usually rather nippy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you like it that way. That's why I like it. You get your blankie and then your kitty cats, and they sit yeah. on your lap. Well, I don't it's want nice. my cats to be cold. You know that. Of course not. So. Mm-hmm. Update on Salman Rushdie. Yeah, how's doing, he doing? Doing better. Said he could speak a little bit. He was on a vent for a while. Yes. You know, when this all went down on Friday, and we're on, you know, while we're getting the news, mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize he had been stabbed that many times, like yeah. 10 to a dozen times. Yeah. And they're saying, you know, as far as his family, you know, may lose some eyesight. Yeah. Holy smokes, man. Of course, Salman Rushdie has been, well, wanted by Muslim extremists for years. Yeah, bounty on his head. Yep. Yeah, the fatwa. Yes. So worth three million bucks? Wasn't that the word? I think so, yeah. Yes. But the injuries he has had, severe damage to liver, arm, and then eye. Hmm. Um, but they said he still had a sense of humor. And then the guy that you know stabbed him, he has pled not guilty which is always interesting and i understand it yeah it's illegal somebody can do that yeah i mean there's a whole auditorium of witnesses and it's on video it's on video not guilty that's 24 year old hadi matar charged a second degree attempted murder he's a white supremacist right it doesn't appear to be so oh i'll be darned okay Hmm. no i don't i don't think you're on with that one sir okay so the Satanic Verses published 35 years ago, and still the fatwa. Wow. Oh, they don't forget. No. And it uh, looks like China has resumed some drills as far as their military, because we've got more lawmakers from the United States visiting Taiwan. What is this about? When did they become some <laughs> tourist destination? I mean, what are we doing? I don't get it. Well, this delegation is led by Senator Ed Markey, the Democrat from Massachusetts. <laughs> Going to meet with senior leaders. For what? Just to let... To promise our support? Well, we still have the one China policy, but we support Taiwan, too. Just keep poking the bear. Okay, I'm sure it's not for any sort of individual gain. Unbelievable. Our politicians wouldn't be about that. Ed Markey. Hi, this This is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp, out with the Rona. The Rona. He's feeling much better. Is he feeling much better? Yeah, he wanted to come in today, but he's he tested positive nah. yesterday. So nah. uh, we're hoping he's back tomorrow. He's hoping he's back tomorrow. Yeah. You're Scott Robbins. I'm not David. I'm, no. a, I'm hoping he's back tomorrow, too. Yeah. It's just not the same without our friend. No, man. Mm-hmm. Well, he'd be going off on a whole lot of stuff right now. Well, he's gone. He's still going off, by the way, just texting it to us. Yeah, we can't read it word for word. No, we can't. We'd like to keep this job. Well, so big news today. Yeah. 
Today's show, lead story. Watch out. We've got a lot to talk about. We're going to start with that new warning issued by the FBI and Department of Homeland Security saying threats to federal law enforcement have spiked since agencies those classified documents from Donald Trump's Florida resort. Here we go. Here we go. Yes, it's all these Trump people and they're threatening the FBI. They're the greatest threat to America. Mm -hmm. Be very afraid, those of you that tune into Legacy Media. That's the narrative. Then we've heard this before. I mean, from the DOJ, greatest threat to America, white supremacy. No receipts on that. No. No proof of that. Yeah. <laughs> and again, all I can think about is when Roe v. Wade's overturned and you have all these pregnancy centers being attacked. Okay, fires, graffiti, threats everywhere from groups that we know the names of the groups. You can see it. Legacy media. Eh, we're not going to cover that. Well, you knew this was the this was the route they were going to take. We, of course, they it's ha- very they predictable. They have to do it. Yeah, they, it's like a requirement. It's very predictable. They have to paint you as a crazy loon who, you know, if you uh, oppose this. But still, I know to hear it come no, out. Like I know, that. I get, but it's it just is. And it's interesting what Trump's response to this is. Well, this is <laughs> this is far more interesting. Yes. It's like this is like I want to know, hey, who took Donald Trump? Who stole his soul? What happened here? What do you mean? I, this sounds so. You don't I don't think know. This, you I, don't like it. It you, just sounds so olive branchy coming from Trump. That's he says all. anything that I can do or our team can do. Yeah. To bring down the heat of what's going on right now, because we're in a dangerous spot. There are a lot of people very frustrated. Yeah. Okay. He did an interview with Fox. That's what he had said. He had sent a message to. Attorney General Merrick Garland said, hey, I can help. You know, what can I do to help bring down the temperature? Mm-hmm. It's really hot right now. And so then it gets reported that that's a threat. Trump sending a threat to Merrick Garland, basically saying, hey, if you don't cool this off, man, you're, you're going to be sorry. That's how it's taken. Well, that's that's not, that's not what he said. Isn't that weird? I mean, I read that and went, "Wait a minute, Trump didn't say that at first. It wasn't. That's a threat to Merrick Garland." I no. never thought that for one second. No, you reportedly said the country is on fire. fire. What can I do to reduce the heat? That's a threat against Merrick Garland. These people. Yes. Yeah. That was the whole bit. So dumb. Well, as we talk about. You know what? I'm just going to take you through the whole thing. It was bits and pieces a little bit earlier. Whenever we talk about over the weekend, what was the most ridiculous thing that was said? And to me, it was this nonsense back and forth with Jonathan Capehart from MSNBC. Yeah. And when I saw the name, I'm like, do I even know that guy? Once I saw him, I'm like, oh, I've seen yeah, that guy. you've seen him. And then the liberal historian, Michael Betchloff. Oh, this guy's a piece of work. Okay, and so they're on the you know talking head shows over the weekend, and it starts like this. So it's always said this is the most important election in our history. Well, it's pretty close to it, and I would say to our friends who are watching us today, vote as if your life depends on it because it might. Oh, please. <laughs> just stop. 
So that thing is that so feels over the top. Ridiculous, right? Of course it does. Okay, let's let's venture on a little bit farther. You know, the thing I hated most about this week, Jonathan, was not just the fact that Donald Trump had done things that no ex-president had done. You know, oh, come on, man. I mean, how do you know that? You don't know anything. No. The FBI hasn't kicked down the door of any ex-presidents. Shut up. <laughs> just stop. Security documents, nuclear documents reportedly by your newspaper uh, that could put our children in danger if they get to be public or if they're given to some foreign government or get to a terrorist. Presidents are supposed to protect us, not do that. From the party that wants to give 12-year-olds puberty blockers. Protecting our children. Gender-affirming care is the only thing we can do for those kids. No. That's absolutely not true. And if you actually look at the science, it will tell you that it's an agenda. But I digress. This thing goes on. Oh, boy. You tell me if it gets more ridiculous or not. Okay. Okay. And and so finally, then, given everything that you just said in your last answer. No, you got to play the 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 part before that, because this is where it gets really good. But you know what was even worse than that? Kevin McCarthy threatened the possible right. next speaker of the House, the Republicans win, threatened an attorney general and said, you better lay off, essentially, you better lay off Trump or else there's going to be violence. Essentially. That's not what he said. Essentially. Essentially. Well, the way I took it, right. I can get my feelings hurt. What is this nonsense? <laughs> Jeez. When have we ever seen that before in American history? And even reports that Trump himself tried to send a message to Merrick Garland that Unless you give me some kind of immunity, you're going to have a civil war. That's a threat. That's, no one should make it an ex-president of all people. That's not what he said. And McCarthy said, keep all of your stuff in order because we're going to be asking you a lot of questions. We get control of the house. Well, yeah, we're going to. I'm, absolutely. Not burning everything down. But no, this but, is unprecedented, but what back. you just did. Right. Pay and back. you signed off on it. Payback's a bit of a problem. Yeah, and it's going to happen. It's coming for you. And we're going to get to we're going to get to Hunter Biden. And we're going to get to some of these other things that Joe's done. And we're going to haul some people up in front of Congress. We're going to keep doing this. Yeah, if you want to play this game, let's play it. Just keep playing it. And then... More ridiculous. And and so finally, then, given everything that you just said, and your last answer is truly the most frightening thing um, (laughs) that that, that I've heard or we can even contemplate. Are we going to survive this? I don't know. Oh, come on. (laughs) Come on. Are we going to make it? (laughs) Can we survive this? Trump and his mean people. Are (laughs) we going to survive it? They act like they don't have control of both houses in the presidency right now. I don't know. Survive but, what, Joe Biden? <laughs> I'm not so sure about that one. Here's the way it ends. This is great. So the hopeful part of this is that America does have resilience, yeah. and we do get over moments like this. Let's pray together that we do. Okay. From your lips to God's ears, Michael Beschloss, thank you. Very- My gosh. I'm sorry. I have to ask, praying to what God? Was yeah, it there, Michael? Well, yeah. <laughs> Knowing that, your that politics, I'm not sure which one it is. Anthony Fauci. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, mm. that was one of the most ridiculous things that yeah. I thought. Uh, Golly. Rest on this. The World Economic Forum 
is sharing their censorship plan for online abuse. Are they? Yes. Okay. The World Economic Forum. Yes. Okay. Oh, the Davos people. Yes. Want to rule who they everything? Are. Yeah. The Great Reset. That's right. Those people. Yeah. Yeah. This online abuse—they're always looking out for everybody. It's not their own power with just no. the elites. Um, no, they want to mitigate the dark world of online harm by using human and artificial intelligence to censor bad actors who produce and promote child abuse, disinformation, and hate speech. Say, promote child abuse? Well, you better get a lot of those lefties to live sub TikTok. That looks like a lot of child abuse to me. Yeah. But I don't think that's what they're talking no. about. No. No, they're talking about... Well, anybody that says anything online that we don't like, we're going to ruin you. We're going to shut you down. Mm -hmm. Do you trust these people for anything? Do I? Yes. No, of course not. No, I don't think a lot of people do that know what it's all really about. And then they're, you know, if Van Camp were here and I start talking about the artificial intelligence involved, it would scare the crap out of him. Supplementing this smarter automated detection with human expertise to review edge cases, this harmful online abuse that they're talking about that's mm -hmm. happening identify false positives and negatives and then feeding those findings back into training sets will allow us to create artificial intelligence with human intelligence baked in this more intelligent ai gets more sophisticated with each moderation decision eventually allowing near perfect detection at scale yeah, for a lot of thinking people, this this is really scary stuff. Man. Censoring everything that yeah. they, you know, they don't just like. don't like. Yep. Yeah. All part of it. I mean, the, the encroachment started a while back, and it just keeps inching, inching, inching along. Yes. Meanwhile, can you tell me what a recession is again? Yeah, it's two quarters of negative growth. Oh, no. No, I, I don't think it is. GDP, two down quarters of the GDP. I, I don't think it is. Um, it's me paying $17 for six bananas. Uh, South Dakota Senator Mike Rounds was talking with Andrea Mitchell of NBC. Yeah. And he said, well, you know, you should know Andrea. I mean, who your well, husband she should, is. Because she's married to that, yeah. You should know, you know, that very old guy. Down. Yeah, that used to run. Listen the, how this goes. Well, certainly we want to see gas prices come down. Yeah. They're still a buck and a half higher than when Joe Biden took office. Those are not good policies to run on for Democrats. We need to focus on that. Uh, and as we get past that and get into the 2024, I think the Republican will be well positioned. But uh, let's get past the 2022 election first. And we're not in a recession yet, but uh, we'll wait and see what does happen. And we really want to thank you. It's well, very good. What? He just defined what it was earlier. Who is she to define it? Whoa, what do you mean we're yeah. not in a recession? We really want to thank you. It's very good that you came on two, today. Two Senator quarters Rouse. tell you differently than that. Not, uh, that that's out <laughs> right, of date. Thanks. Out of date. Even according to Republican economists. <laughs> who is she talking about? I don't know. They just throw that out there. According to Republican economists. Who said that? What Republican economist said it's out of date? Who said that? She just doesn't throw say it out there. Well, a lot of times you're just not getting the receipts. You just don't. They just say it. Just maybe to you can find a couple. Like that, it's it's redefining words. It, well, it's just it, and well, yeah. One of the things that we get used to with the entire crew. Yeah. All right. There's a whole lot more to get to. Boy, Americans among eight injured in the shooting in Jerusalem. That happened over the weekend, and we got another news update to get to next right here. 
I don't think it's crazy. I mean, I, I maybe maybe not, but it just caught me as like off guard, I guess, when I read it. I'm like, did he say this? He said, and again, this was an interview with Fox News Digital. People are so angry at what is taking place. Whatever we can do to help, because the temperature has to be brought down in the country. If it isn't, terrible things are going to happen. I wonder what the play is here. Hmm. The play is, hey, I want peace. You're talking January 6th all the time that I want a revolution, blah, blah, blah. No, I want to bring down the temperature. You guys are all sorts of fake news. The Robbins Trifecta News Update straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial, David Van Camp, out with the Rona. And hopefully back tomorrow, there's the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Howdy, hi there. Uh, The Inflation Reduction Act will cost middle-class Americans $20 billion in new taxes. The Inflation Reduction Act. That, according to the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office. So an analysis estimates those earning less than 400000 Everyone Biden said, yeah, you're not going to raise taxes for 400000 Under 400000 you got nothing to worry about. We'll pay an estimated $20 billion more in taxes over the next decade. Of course they will. As the result of this package. Which, by the way, also sets aside $80 billion to hire 87,000 IRS agents. You know, did you see CBS News this weekend? No. Saying that... Um, you know, after reading this bill, I don't know this. This won't. This will hurt with the inflation reduction. This is going to do a thing. Well, now you tell us. That's what we've been saying. After they voted on it already, you dopes. You know, we studied this and we've realized it. Well, <laughs> you're going to pay more in taxes. Well, of course we will. That's fantastic. Great reporting. Not only that, but the the, the taxes on the things we need to live will go up. You know, it's interesting. You know, Republicans talked about, hey, can we exempt these people under 400000 from increased IRS scrutiny? Yeah. little amendment here? No. Voted down 5150. That's right. And the Democrats, no, we can't do that. But just trust us. Yeah. We're not going to be going after you. We got this. Yeah. Wow, man. So, yeah. CBO analysis is confirming what a lot of people had already been talking about that understand... What was in the bill and basic math? How, what's the billions on that again? How many billion dollars? Thirty billion. Twenty. Twenty billion dollars flushed into the economy, but inflation will go down because of it. It's going to cost people making under four hundred thousand twenty billion dollars over the next ten years. These liars! Golly. Yes. Just bad. All right. Are you ready for your big yeah, three? Yeah. Let's roll. Let's roll. All right. Been a long weekend. I think everybody's got to get up and ready to roll. Let's so. do this. Yeah, let's go. Do Are it. Are you ready? One, two, look at you. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day and always helped by his old pal and hero, 
Yeah. I'm hey, Casey. Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good? Good. Good. All right. <laughs> I'm ready. Always ready. Three. Awesome. What is number three? Uh, number three came to us from our friend David Van Camp, who oh. we mentioned has Rona and is not on the show, but that doesn't stop him from going through news articles and sending stuff to us. Appreciate it. One of these comes on a tweet from CBS Mornings. Okay. Here was the tweet. Are you ready? Yes. Sit down for this one. Today's children are 30% less aerobically. (laughs) What's going on? Uh, Aerobically fit than their parents were at their age. This is a new study. The study points to climate change and rising temperatures adversely affecting childhood obesity as kids spend less time exercising outdoors. (laughs) Okay. All right, first off, there's nothing, nothing to do with video games and smartphones, all right? Nothing. <laughs> nothing at all to do with any of that. Also, remember when you were a kid and it was just too damn hot to go outside and your mom was like, no, it's too hot, you can't go outside? Of course you don't! Because it doesn't happen in the real world. I'm reading if, the story right now that you bring this up. Isn't it crazy? Yes. It's crazy. Sweltering weather is another formidable barrier to kids getting enough physical activity. Oh, for God's sake. I mean, when did you ever worry? No, no kid worries about that. No. It's too hot. You can't go. No. 30% less. Nothing to do with video games, smartphones. No. Nothing. Not a thing. That, that wasn't even mentioned as a reason. It's got to be climate change. Over time, climate change has made extreme weather like heat waves more common. Air quality is also worsening. Dude, I don't know who believes this. It, it, that was that to me, first of all, I thought, well, David's goofing on us, right? But he's not. No. It's a real it's a real deal. They're actually blaming climate change for childhood obesity now. Not this twenty seven ho hos you're cramming into your cake hole while you're playing video games. It's got nothing to do with it. Okay, I'll just read you. It's one of the last sentences in this story. Okay. Um, It's going to occur more often and to be more likely to happen at the same time going forward. And one of the specialists they talked to in this is saying that fitter people may be more prepared to survive these types of emergencies. Quote, I know that people are uncomfortable in the heat, but I think it's important to stress that this is now a survival situation. Get that exercise. Unbelievable. Maybe we've just wussified kids too much. I, you know, I thought that, but I mean, you know, it is the natural. In, well, maybe it isn't anymore. I don't know. But the instinct of children during the summer is to get out of the house and go play with their buddies, right? Or yes. Girls, boys, whatever. Yes. That's what you do now. But again, if you if you could have played video games I, and you see, could I have had a lot of different things to do, that's maybe a it would great have been point. Different. Would my parents have allowed me to do that? I would think not. I just don't remember saying, you know, to my buddies that came over wanting to play either ball or fort or whatever we were doing. Yeah. It's too hot today. No, nobody said that. Nobody. Oh. It could be hubs of hell outside <laughs> and you're out there running around and playing in it, right? I mean, gee. Yes. We're getting closer and closer to number yeah. one. The Scott Robbins trifecta. Scott's top three stories of the day. Two. What is two? Okay. I, I don't know who this person is because I've never heard of them before, but they're writing op-ed pieces that newspapers are running now. Okay. Somebody by the name of Ren Brabenek is arguing in a op-ed that if abortions are prohibited, women should just be paid by the government to bear children. 
What? You heard me. Uh, the opinion piece is called a government that forces birth must pay women for their labor. It goes on. The government now intends to force women to produce human capital. This is not true. It's true. First of all. Yes, it is. No, it is not. Shifting motherhood from a voluntary <laughs> act to a compulsory one. The government must pay women for their service. And they must pay mothers well beyond the welfare state's going rate. Women forced to produce the economy's most valuable asset deserve no at least the salary forcing, of the average American worker. No one's forcing to anybody to do anything. The U.S. has long acknowledged that compelling human beings to perform labor requires compensation. At least it is when men do it, in quotes. During the draft, the government recognized that forcing men to put their bodies in the line required a fair salary. And then all but eight states, even the inmates, are paid for their label, labor. Women should be paid for having babies. For the rest of the babies, I guess the rest of their, till their kids turn 18. Couldn't some make the argument they already are? And help me out here. Is someone forcing women to bear no. this? Okay, that's no. what I thought. All right, just no, of course not. I just want to make sure. No, no. no, no, we don't. We we just can't can't help ourselves anymore. We can't make the choice to just stay away from it. Can you imagine that? Tax? Not having sex. That's not even an option anymore. Well, they were talking about vas vasectomies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, forced vasectomies by the time you're, you know, of age to produce children and, and storing your man stuff in a freezer somewhere until yeah, you need it. I was afraid you were going to say a I certain word. I didn't say it. No, I, I kept, appreciate I, it. I started to, and I paused. Scott Robbins, Trifecta, his yep. top three stories of the day, and finally, yes. One. What is it all? If you remember, um, early on in the pandemic, you and I and a lot of people that were curious about this whole thing were asking, listen, if masks and lockdowns work, then why is there a pandemic, right? Why are people in getting this disease, right? Yeah. I mean, if all of these measures work, then what's going on here? Yeah. Why isn't this happening? Well, it turns out there was a group of USC and UCLA doctors had the same thought. And they wrote a letter about this in February to the L.A. County Board of Supervisors, recently obtained, finally, by the L.A. Daily News suggesting limited or no, no effect with the mask mandates. They were referring to the data that showed after Los Angeles imposed a mask mandate in June of 2021, COVID cases just kept rising into December. That's shocking, I know. The letter from the group of doctors cites the county stats and studies. They also went into Europe and some other U.S. states. Showed that after mask mandates were imposed, transmission of COVID-19 did not slow down. So they opposed requiring children to wear a mask to school, <laughs> saying 70% of these kids attending school had been infected or been vaccinated or both, <laughs> giving them immunity from any severe disease. So how's L.A. starting this school year? With masks on! <laughs> Jeez. Uh, okay. The more you know, man, the more you know. You know, I, I look back at the history of some of this stuff. When they said, okay, the mask mandates are going to come to an end. Okay, and you had Gail King on TV saying, you know, I just don't know about this mask mandate ending. I just don't, I'm not that comfortable. Right. Is that back in April? I mean, Lena Wynn, remember? She's on CNN saying the cloth masks don't do anything. Right. We knew it. Yeah, we knew it way back when. And this was, what, three weeks ago? Fauci's talking about, well, especially if if you see that... 
you know, there's a lot of cases rising in an area, then maybe the CDC would recommend strongly that you wear a mask in a congregate indoor setting. And that would include schools, places of work. Uh, It doesn't work. work. We know it doesn't. No. Transmission rates were rising. (laughs) Everything was shuttered. Everything. It's just it never ends on that, man. These guys can't come off of it. Yes. And there you have it. Very good. Trifecta, Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day. Always appreciate it. Yeah. It's really been an honor for well, me. Well, me too, buddy. Isn't Thanks. it always? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, another news update to get to. And Nimrods in the news. Always fun over the weekend to get to. Coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out with the Rona. There is Scott Robbins. Yep. Okay. A couple of things out there. Poll saying that climate change is not at the forefront of most Americans' minds. Are you kidding me? Wow. Shocker, you'd never right? know that. Yeah. Meanwhile, JP Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon. I saw this. You saw it. What'd he say? Go ahead. Get it through your thick skulls. We need natural gas. Yes. It's not opposed here to fighting climate change, but you need natural gas. Yeah. That's 98% of the world. We're killing ourselves here in the United States just being stupid. He said America boosting oil and gas production is not against climate change. Well, yeah. We'd rather pay other people. For their oil that you know produce it in a much dirtier way as far as the carbon footprint and you know u.s do. gas production really doesn't conflict so yeah that's with emission i mean the targets anyway for admission what would happen if someone in the democratic party just came out and said that hey listen we can do this whole thing going toward green but we got to face facts here I guess they get booted out of the party. Well, you can't just flip the switch and overnight have everything change. I mean, it's a process if that's what you want to try to do. Yes. And you still have to convince me to spend twice as much on an automobile that may or may not hold up. I don't know. Well, the other part is, is it going to save you money in the long term? That's and, what and they're how, telling and, you. And how many years do I have to wait until I, I start to see my savings? Well, it's a while. Yeah, well, I may not live that long. Yes. Well, and then there's the whole infrastructure with energy that we always talk about. It just doesn't seem to make sense. No. Okay. You ready? We got uh, quite a collection of Nimrods. Oh, boy. Let's 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 jump right in then. Let's go. When the going gets tough. Damn it. This is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Today, starting in Denver, of all places. Now, having great neighbors is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you might even take it for granted. Sometimes maybe you're thinking, neighbors, they're all right. I don't like to hang with them that much, but, I mean, they don't offend me. Mm-hmm. How about neighbors that have their dogs crap on your lawn? That's a problem. How about if you have neighbors that crap on your lawn? 
That's a bigger problem. So in this neighborhood in Denver, there's a dude named Andrew Rausch. And he was sick of people letting their dogs take a crap outside his house. There's a strip of rocks next to the sidewalk out front. He's got signs asking people to be respectful about it. Mm-hmm. There's even a stand there with free bags. He's oh, pick it up. Doing his part then, right? Yes. Some people still not doing it. So Andrew installed a security camera to catch them in the act. And he got footage of one of the culprits. It was some guy with a white dog didn't pick up its poop. Andrew didn't recognize this neighbor from the neighborhood, but used the site next door to put him on blast for it. Well, apparently the guy saw the post because he came back with his dog, but the dog didn't leave the gift that time. No, that dude left the gift himself. Wow, that's timing, too. <laughs> You're saying you got to plan your day around Well, it? I think you got to work it up a little bit. I mean, you know. <laughs> cup of coffee or two yeah at least this is andrew talking about it a man was walking his dog comes up here and pulls his shorts down and defecated on our property <laughs> oh jeez. here's the thing security camera catches it and of course they think it's retaliation for the post that he put online well, called the cops is. yeah well they're they're iding the guy they're after him mm-hmm. it's a matter of time because he's going to get recognized is that something you want to get in trouble for, really? No. You want to explain that to friends? You could d- DNA it and connect it to him, too. My gosh. Wouldn't even have to go as far as to look at the picture. Then we go to Deer Park, Washington. 28-year-old dude, Grant uh, Simonson, caught breaking into the Church of the Nazarene. Oh, see. Someone saw him walking around inside on a surveillance camera, called the cops. Caller said, hey, the guy's got a flashlight. Seems to be looking for audio equipment or something like that. Mm. And he's wearing a mask. I don't think it was a COVID thing. But anyway, police get there. They catch him. So he's obeying police orders, getting arrested. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, a skunk jumps into an open window and sprays him. Oh, God. Like like an instant karma kind of thing. God works in mysterious ways. (laughs) He was taken into custody, charged with second-degree burglary. (laughs) That's funny. They asked why. why, He was like, I, I was just curious what they might have in there. Very odd. Oh, boy. And then... A bank robber in Italy <laughs> dug a tunnel to get into the basement of a bank, but he was caught when the tunnel collapsed on him. Oh, no. He was rescued, but it took like eight hours. Pretty crazy. Made for TV movie there. There you have it. Yep. And that is your Nimrods in the news. By the way, where's your Fitbit? You're wearing it. Of course I am. See, there's hope. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.